0: Um, I'm so excited to be here with you all again. It's been a while, but man, this youth camp that we were at, I'll just be honest with you, I'm I'm not just saying this. The things that I saw and how I saw, and I think many of us saw the Holy Spirit just touch and change, uh, healed uh, physically, emotionally, some of these youth, I was blown away. And, And as I was pondering it, I was thinking, wow, like, like, like with, uh, with them, some of them just coming forward, just walking forward with their stuff that they want to surrender to God. Just as they were walking forward, the Father was healing them. And it wasn't by any of us men or leaders or, or anyone, it was just the Holy Spirit coming to touch a child. And I was reminded of how Yeshua spoke of children and how he spoke of those. He says, you ought to have the faith of a child if you want to enter in the kingdom of God. I was reminded of how Paul was in the synagogue preaching one day and there was a man and he said in the scriptures that he perceived that this man had faith. And he told him to stand up and he was made well in that moment. And so my prayer is, is that this place, this church, this wonderful place of the Lord, that in the coming kingdom when the books, as the books are written, as I imagine they would be, and the stories of this world are written there within, I pray that you will be finding a place in there and that it would be written of you that Jesus, that Yeshua could do many mighty works in this place because of their faith. That is my prayer. See, I want to submit to you, dear brothers and sisters, that the Father is looking to move with His Holy Spirit, reignite something within us that has been... Uh, fading because we have replaced the Holy Spirit without even realizing it with other good things but we've compromised him we've kicked him out in some cases out of some of our denominations because we have another passion that we have had him been replaced with but he is coming and saying I am calling worshippers of spirit and truth spirit and truth and that is what I I want to share with you about here today. How do we facilitate? How do we welcome him? How do we allow him to work in and through every one of us? Because I, I believe truly that he, deserve, he wants to not just work through a, a pastor or a leader or a prophet or whatever. He's desiring in this time to come and work through every single one of you mightily. See, we through the ages, through many traditions. We have had priests. We have had men on stages, and I love that. There's a place for that, but we have seen it as, let them be the ones led by the Holy Spirit, and let me just come to observe. God is saying, no more observing. I want you to participate in my Holy Spirit. I want to work in and through you. So I want to submit to you that there are three types of believers in this world, and I want you to ask yourself, which one are you? Okay, there's the believer who they grew, and I'm not saying any of these are right or wrong, like this is just how it is, okay? There's a believer who grows up in a church, grows up in a denomination, and they believe what they believe because, well, that's what their parents believe. that's what their parents believe. that's what their parents believed. And their tradition is the truth. And then there's a believer, number two, who, who grows up in a denomination, grows up in a church, but then they find things that uh, they're not sure about, and they, they see some other church denomination, and they move to that one, and they've now found this new home, and that's wonderful. And then there's this third group of believers that, you know, they've they found, they've seen changes that they needed to make, they've seen they needed to shift, they've seen, maybe they even changed fellowships, whatever it is, but they have come to a realization that no matter how many times, no matter how many things They need to change about themselves to look more like Yeshua. They have said, God, to me, it's not about looking like a church. It's not about looking like a denomination. It's not about looking like this image of what religion. It is about walking like Yeshua, walking, oh God, no matter what that means, no matter what that cost is, I will do it. See, I want to submit that is the definition of a disciple. Yeshua is not a restaurant menu. See, like I know here in America, like we love our restaurants. Yeah, food, great, awesome. But we go to a restaurant and we pick what we want. And sometimes we've looked at Yeshua that way. We've been like, well, I want this and this and that about Him. We have created organizations around that. Yeshua is saying, You want me? You need to take all of me. It's all or nothing, gather or scatter. There's no picking and choosing. You need to look at his life. You see, if I could just ask him to come and visit us here, well, he is here, but in the flesh, and I could interview him here, and I could ask him, Well, Yeshua, who are you coming back as? Are you coming back as a Baptist? Are you coming back as a Catholic? Are you coming back as a Seventh Adventist? I think I know. He's coming back as a Messianic. Right? No, he's going to say, not a little bit of Messianic. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. And so if that's truly the case, as much as I love fellowship, as much as I, love, as I love the congregation and the coming together, the assembly, which is so important, let's not look to one another as the standard. Let's look to Him as the standard. Not to pity, not to a leader, not to appear co- a, a to Him as the standard. And that's what I want to do here now. So as a child... I came before the Father, and I said at a young age, okay, God, like I know you're real. I want to follow you. But there was, for me, a problem. The problem for me was, like, the world says there's 33,000 ways to God. Probably, like, double that by now. and I'm just as, And I'm just being honest. As a child, right, this is just how I'm thinking as a child. I'm thinking, God... How do I follow you? And what if I get to you and and you you come to me and you say, well, PD, sorry, you picked the wrong one, right? Like that's just how I thought. And then I fell on, on on my knees before him and I just said, Father, like I want to follow you, but God, there's a condition. I need to know the truth. And so the Father took me and my family on a journey. Soon thereafter, he started revealing many amazing things to us, many of the same things he's revealed to you sitting here, the beauty of, well, this very day we are on, this Sabbath, among many other things. But as I grew and, and learned and, as a teen and went to university, you know, I grew really smart, like really smart. Okay, My friends my Christian friends knew they, they shouldn't get any, in, into any debate with me because I would always win the debate, of course, right? Or so I thought. And then the Holy Spirit convicted me because I, I read things in this Word. I, I read things in the Bible, the book of Acts, the, 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 the life of Yeshua, how He was. And, and I'll be honest, I didn't see that love in me. Yeah, I had a ton of knowledge. But the love of the Father, the compassion He had for enemies, people who hated Him—that was not in my heart. And not to mention all the other crazy things He did, like lay hands on the sick. The blind eyes were opened by Him. The lame walked. The the lepers were cleansed, and demons were cast out. I have never seen any of that in my life. I grew up Dutch Reformed. Okay, that was not. In my even my imagination, but so I fell on my knees again before him. And I said, Oh, Father, I want to follow you, Lord, but I recognize that I am depraved because I need your spirit. Is it possible to believe in Jesus yet not, not walk in the Holy Spirit? For me, it was. That's what, I I believed in him, but I did not walk in the Holy Spirit. I did not even really know what that meant, except that I saw it in Jesus' life. And people told me, well, that was Jesus. And I've heard every excuse, and I'm calling it what it is, under the sun, for why we don't walk like Jesus. I want to tell you that he has come to show me that whoever says that he abides in him ought to walk as he walked. Is that true or Not. He said that you will do the things that I have done and greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Why did he go to the Father? So that the Holy Spirit of the living God can come and make home in your tabernacle. So there's something about the Holy Spirit that's going to empower us to do great things. And so as I pray that prayer before him, I'm 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 really seeking him about this, and I have this dream, and I've never had a dream of God or anything like that, but I have this dream. I'm in Israel, and as I'm standing in Israel in this dream, there's this little boy and this little Jewish girl, and I'm just and I and I'm and I'm showing this boy how to pray for this girl, and she gets healed in her shoulder. And she brings her Jewish mother, and I tell her this was Yeshua. This is Jesus. He loves you. He loves your daughter. And I just wake up from that, and I'm like, what? Like, God, is that from you? Like, that was so clear. And so I'm praying and I'm fasting about that this week. And I'm at university, I'm studying as a young man. And the next weekend, I'm sitting at home, and I have this. Thought that it's all I could say. It's a thought that comes. It says, "Go to Hatfield Square. There's someone you need to meet." And I'm thinking, like, why am I having this thought? Like, 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 I'm not. Like, this is not of me. You know, has that ever happened to any of you, where it's like, a thought comes and it's like, this is not even. It doesn't even make sense for me to think, but like. It doesn't leave, it keeps coming. Go to Hatfield Square, there's someone you need to meet. Go to Hatfield Square, there's someone you need to meet. And I get in my car, I shake my head as I drive. I don't know what I'm doing, but I get out, and there's a man who walks right up to me. And he says to me, he's a homeless man, he's on the streets, and he says to me, oh man, like he tells me this has gone wrong, that's gone wrong, and he tells me about his story, and I'm listening, I'm looking, but all I can really see is his shoulder. And... Uh, there 's nothing about his shoulder like that i that looks different, but i don 't know why my eye can 't leave his shoulder, and so I just ask him, and let me just give you a little bit of a background here. I'm a very, very, I know here it looks like I'm comfortable, but this is the Holy Spirit. I'm a very shy person. And back then, I was extremely shy. This was my social, this was my disability, if I could call it that. This was my thing. My weakness is strangers, people, talking with them, interacting with them. Like, I know, like, you know, you're cool and all, but, you know, (laughs) this is not necessarily what I would pick to do. And so I'm I'm asking him, is there anything wrong with your shoulder? And so he looks at me strangely for a moment and he says, yeah, I can't really lift it like past here. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, and my heart's beating faster and faster and faster. And I'm thinking, oh no, oh no, God, what is going on here? And out of my mouth slips the words. Can I pray for you because I believe Jesus can heal you right now? And as it slips out, and as soon as it gets out of my mouth, I think, what did I just do? And so it's too late now. I lay my hand on his shoulder. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for him, God. I, just, I know one thing, and that's how Jesus prayed and how the, apostles, the disciples, all of them prayed. They prayed with authority. Rise up and walk. Go and be made well. And so I said, shoulder be made well in the name of Yeshua. And I'm just really wanting to run away at this point, because I'm too scared to really ask what happened. Isn't that how it is? But you know what I've realized is that it is often the very moment that we ask to lift up your arm, to Start walking to do whatever it's needed. It is in that moment of asking often that people are healed. When you pray and you run away because you're too afraid to see what happened, there you might as well should, there was no need to even pray. Because you prayed like the waves with zero faith. True faith, and you only need a mustard seed. True faith of a mustard seed. At least we'll go and ask. God Oh, do something, and then lift up your shoulder, lift up your arm, do something. So, I ask him, lift up your arm, and he's like, okay, and he's really scared. He goes like this, he's like, okay. <sighs> and he's like, it doesn't hurt. And he and I'll be honest. I'm thinking you're lying to me to make me feel good. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt. And I'm, I'm and he's like and he says, wait here for a moment. And he turns around and he runs. And I'm thinking like, what's going on? And he comes back with his friend, another homeless man, and he's dragging his leg like this. The friend, and I'm thinking like, oh no. <laughs> and he comes to me. And I'm, but I, but you know I've done this a hundred times before. Yeah, that's cool. You know I'll just do it. what I just did. I'm acting all cool and all. But Father, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Father, I thank you for this leg to be made whole. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. And he starts, and I'm like, can you just test out your leg? I just start walking a little bit, and he starts walking up and down there. And it's a really busy street. There's a lot of people walking up and down. Think New York busy, right? And so. Suddenly, he just starts freaking out, like so excited. And he's like, I don't feel any pain. And the guy who, who had the shoulder issue, he says to his friend, that happened to your leg. That happened to my shoulder. And I tell him, this is Jesus. This is who he is. And there's a man who just taps me on my shoulder. And he says, sir, please pray for me. I have a back issue, and I think I have a demon. And I'm like, What? And so, okay, I just put my hand on his back. Father, I thank you. And as I do, suddenly I am ripped away. A man rips me on my shirt away from A man who I've never seen and do not know rips me away from him and says, stop doing that, stop doing that. You should not do that. And... The Holy Spirit wells up in me. This is all, the only way how I could explain this because I'm a weak man and of myself. But he wells up in me and I turn to the man who ripped on my, my shirt and I say, you go in the name of Yeshua. And he turns around and he runs. Like a bullet, he runs. And only later would I really realize that that man had a demon. And when you do things by the Spirit, the demons really don't like it. They see it from afar and they will try and put fear in you if they think they have a chance to get you to stop what you're doing. But that's all they can do is try to put fear in you. But the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear but power, love and a sound mind. And so I'm back with my friend with his back and so I lay my hand on him and on his back and Father I thank you Lord in the name of Yeshua for making him whole and he goes like did you hear that? And I'm like, no, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know, I just felt something like, and he bends down, he touches his feet like he never could. He comes up with tears in his eyes. He gives me a big hug, it's a big guy, and he says, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And see, I can go on all day about the things that happened and that place in Hatfield Square, but here's what happened in the car ride home when i sit, sat there driving home and i'm and i and the, and i'm just come, like landing you know everything is hitting me of what just happened and i'm crying like a baby because all that i thought was not possible all that some have taught me even in the church that was a history lesson of acts in the early church and is no longer relevant for us today all of that all of that has been debunked by the holy spirit Because a child like me was bold enough to just ask for a sign from above and bold enough to just step out. And look, it's not because I'm strong, it's because I'm weak, but I was hungry. That's all it was. I was hungry to see his spirit move. I was not satisfied with pretending to believe in the Bible but not see it in my life. I am not a person, I I don't know about you, but I cannot be someone who says, this is who I am, this is what I believe, but yet when it comes to certain things, it's like, well, except for that part. That part is no longer relevant. So in that car, as I'm driving home, the Holy Spirit comes in there and speaks to me in a way He never has before, and He says this, and I want you to listen. If if there's nothing you got, hear this. Petey, this is not about you. This is for my bride, and I desire for her to walk in it see this story that I just told you it's not about me it's a story about you It's a story about what he desires to do in each and every one of you. And each and every one of us, we're going to have gifts that are different and separate. uh, But he is looking to move in us supernaturally. He is looking to use us as his mouthpiece to prophesy, to give words of knowledge, to speak in tongues, to interpret tongues, to heal the sick, to cause our demons. He has not stopped with any of those things but will you stop him, will you forbid? Because Paul wrote about people, he warned, he said, do not forbid these things. So that means that we can forbid these things. We can through our unbelief, through bad doctrine, and whatever else, we can forbid the Holy Spirit's moving in our midst. And so I am asking you, go home today Go with your family. And as a church, as a congregation, I would ask you to consider being God. I need your spirit. I need to see you move. I need to see the gifts that you have for me as an individual. I cannot go on. I am hungry. See, the Lord is looking for people who is hungry for his spirit. Yeshua says, are you thirsty? Because I have living waters that if you drink, you will never go thirsty again. You will be satisfied forever. I want to read to you what Paul said about this. Paul wrote, John 6, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1, And when I came to you, brothers, I did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, proclaiming to you the witness of God, For I resolved not to know anything among you except Yeshua the Messiah, him impaled. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, and trembling. And he's saying, And my word and my preaching were not of persuasive words of man's wisdom, but the demonstration of the Spirit and of power in order that your belief should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God like Paul is saying like i empty myself and he look he's he studied studied under Gamaliel he's smarter than me and anyone else in this room i'm sure with the torah and he says i even know i i have all of this brain power and wisdom who, which is from above I do even from that empty myself to become weak and in trembling among you because why is he weak? Why is he in trembling? Because, Because he realizes that if the Spirit of God does not show up in his preaching and in the demonstration of the Spirit, in the spiritual gifts that Paul walked in, if the Spirit does not show up today, he thought as he's there, nothing matters because otherwise people will put their faith in me. As a good speaker and talker, but not in God. But if they see the works of God, they will put their faith in Him. And see, brothers and sisters, for way too long in this, may I say, may I say, for way too long in this movement, we have had put our faith in people because there was not an adequate demonstration of the Spirit. So when people fail us, and they will, then we, our hearts sink and we question our faith, and we question God, but it is by a demonstration of the Spirit that we as ministers, and I'm talking about all of us in this room, because we're all ministers, by that people will recognize the one true God. There was someone, a young man, I believe yesterday, who who I talked to, and he just came, he was at the camp, and he just recently was drawn to Yeshua, so he was brand new, And he told me, I asked him, honestly, where are you at? And he's like, you know, I was still kind of, you know, figuring it out, my faith and all that. But after last night, the night before, the things that I saw, he said, it sealed the deal. Come on. Come on, can we just hallelujah, praise him for that. Because that is not by a man's words. That is not by any... It is by the demonstration of the Spirit. And I want all of our youth, I want this generation to say, the deal is sealed. Because I have seen it. I have not just, and he told me this, that young man, he told me, it's not now that, and he said, I haven't even read the whole Bible yet, but I've read Matthew. And you know, now it's not just that I have read about the works of Jesus. I have now seen the works of Jesus. Isn't that what this world is looking for? What if there could be a church that arises, a body of Christ that arises, where they don't just talk about, which we should, but they don't just talk about Jesus, but that Jesus is in them and everyone can see it because the works that they do are the impossible works because that is what I mean, man, like, isn't that what Jesus did all the time with his disciples and everyone? He asked him, I mean, just think about it. It's like, go go and cast out demons. It's like, okay. Um, is there an instruction manual on how to do that? Like, go and heal the sick. Lay your hands on them and they'll recover. Okay. Um, go and speak. Go, go and do all these things. Go and prophesy. And it's like, okay. Like, let's just be honest here for a moment. It's like, You're asking me to do something that is absolutely impossible. It is outside my nature, and most of all, I really don't want to because my flesh hates spiritual things. Like, how? What? But see, it is when we realize that it is not by ourselves, it's not by how long our prayer is, and there's nothing wrong with a long prayer. But it's not by how much how much how much beauty and, and intention we put in how beautiful our prayer is or how long it is, or how how much whatever I do, it is about my surrender and faith in what He will do. See, when I was there two days ago, someone asked and wondered why did I with some of the kids, I when the crowd when we were there together, it wasn't even by a word. I didn't say you know, for everyone, just be healed in the name of Jesus, or I just lay my hands and I just waited, and I'll be honest, I just laid my hands and I waited. I didn't even, I just knew, I just rested in the finished work. I'm not going to rely on a pretty prayer, and there's nothing wrong with a pretty prayer. Just understand what I'm saying here. We just have to be careful that we don't rely on those things because then we're ultimately not relying on the finished work anymore. We should be more concerned with that than anything else. Then we will see that manifest in our lives. And so Moses, when he was called by the Father, is it not the same? The story has never changed. He calls him to a burning bush and he says to him, go to Israel go to Pharaoh, go to the pagans in Egypt, the mixed multitude, all of them, and go and tell them to come out and let my people go, Pharaoh. And Moses, I mean, kind of rightfully in one sense, says, what do you mean, God? They're not going to listen to me. You know, like, I kind of understand. I can connect with that. It's like, God, how am I going to do any of that? But he says to Moses, Moses, Have I not made the blind, the deaf? Have I not made even you? And if I have not made you, even in your weakness, can I not use you? And so you feel weak. I say, can he not use you even in what you feel disabled in? And the father says to Moses at the burning bush, put your hand in your side. And he takes it out and it becomes leprous. Leprous. And he puts it back in and, it, and takes it out and it is clean again. He says, Moses, take water, pour it out on the ground and it becomes as blood. He says, Moses, pick, take your staff and it, it turns into a snake and he picks it up again and it turns back into a staff. And he says this, now Moses, with these signs, you go to Pharaoh. You go to Egypt, and probably most of all, most importantly, you show Israel my wonders so that they would have the boldness to come out. And it is by these, we know how the story goes, by the wonders of our Father in heaven, by the power of His Holy Spirit, that they come out of slavery, of bondage in Egypt. We have a world in bondage in Egypt and the Father, there is a burning bush before you. And the Father is saying the same to you bring my people out of bondage. But it's not going to just be by a word, it's going to be by a demonstration of my power that sets them free, lets them experience the love of the Father, and brings them to Mount Sinai. See, what we have done is we've tried to bring Mount Sinai to them instead of bringing them to Mount Sinai. We have tried to bring the Torah, and, and listen carefully, I'm, uh, the Torah is holy, righteous, good, written by the finger of God. But we have, not, we have misunderstood, because at the burning bush, bush, Yeshua, God, Yahweh, did not give the Torah. He gave signs, and then He brought them in to give them the Torah, and then they were ready to say, yes, I will, making the vow. And so he desires to do the same. He desires, just as Yeshua did, for us to walk in demonstrating his love for sinners and tax collectors and then proclaiming repentance very importantly as well. Then bringing them in to the full knowledge of the truth and as in written even in Acts 15 so that they would come in to hear the Torah read every Sabbath. But the early church relied on the Holy Spirit to overthrow Rome with the gospel. Let's rely on the Holy Spirit to overthrow Oklahoma with the gospel, the true gospel that sets free. Don't tell me, hallelujah, don't tell me that that's just something that happened 2000 years ago and god can't do that again it was written for your edification and encouragement to show you that he can but the question is see the father has been ready for revival are you he is making he let me say he has made the move what will you do now it is our it is now our commission. It is now our role to step into this to see him. And this and this is what I'll end with with this is this burning bush that Moses was at. Why did God appear in a burning bush? See, I wanted to submit to you that men are like trees. We are all like trees. But the problem with a tree is, is that, well, God is a consuming fire. And trees and fire don't really go together. That's why perhaps that if you have not been cleansed by Him, that you will be burned up. But so, God has come through the work at the cross. He has made us fireproof. He has come with His Holy Spirit to set us apart and make us so clean so that the Holy Spirit can live in us, and He wants to. And he loves to. And so that ultimately, we can become a burning bush. So that we can become a tree that burns continuously and never burns out. Just like Moses then was attracted to that tree and said, what is it about this bush that it burns and it does not burn out as written in the scriptures? So it will then be that the world, when they see you as a tree, burning, burning, burning by the fire of God and you aren't burning out, then they will say, what is it about this man? What is it about this woman? that they are burning, but they do not burn out. What is the hope that is within you? That is why he said, be ready to give an account for the hope. Study yourself approved, worship in truth, but to prepare for that moment, that is the worship of spirit that attracts them. And then perhaps fire spreads. Fire spreads spreads from tree to tree, it jumps. And all who believe in him can be made clean so that they may be empowered as well. And that is how this church of the Lord is supposed to grow. And so, thank you for your patience with me. I just want to say this one thing. If, you, if you're, if you're st- sitting here and you think, okay, you know, I, I feel like God... I want to take a deeper step. I want to go deeper in my relationship. God, I want your Holy Spirit to come upon me and use me like never before. I will say to you the same thing that Yeshua, that Jesus said. He said this. There was a man who had a guest who was visiting his house. And as he realized this, he realized he does not have bread in his house. And that's a big deal in the first century. They're essential. And he kind of, I imagine him freaking out a little bit. He runs to his neighbor's door because the, the shops are closed, right? And he's knocking and he's saying, oh, neighbor, neighbor, can you open the door? I need some bread. I have a special guest coming. And there's, I just imagine there's no answer. The neighbor's sleeping already, but he's desperate. And he says, no, 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 neighbor, please, this is, this is urgent. I have a royal guest coming, and I need some bread. And Yeshua says this, that if this man does not come out, down, roll out of his bed, come down the stairs, and open the door and give him some bread, because he is simply his friend, he will be doing so because of the man's persistence in knocking. See, There is a persistence in knocking that the Lord requires of us. Not how some of us have knocked. Some of us have knocked like children where they knock at a door and they run away because we're too scared of what may happen when that door opens up and that's given to us. See, when God comes, and if you, if you knock, you need to be prepared to handle what he gives you. You can't knock and say, God, use me, God, use me, God, use me. And then when God gives you that opportunity at work, and when God opens that that, that, that time there where you may feel like you're going to look like a fool, but regardless, if God opens that door and you don't do anything, what are you knocking for? See, at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, he has called us, to go to a cross. Yeshua said, he who is not willing to pick up his cross is not worthy to be my disciple. That's a, huge, that's a huge word. You're not worthy, you can come to church every Sunday, or Saturday, or Monday, you can come to church every day you want, but if you don't pick up that cross truly, and what does that mean? It means for you to be raised up on a cross. It means for you to be pierced as he was, and to die, to lay your life down, To be crucified with Christ. And He says, if you do that, then you can be used. That is the cost, your own life. And so, I shared this with some of the with the youth. If you I don't know when was the last time any of you were at a graveyard. But if you walk through a graveyard and you see these graves and you see these men and women who have now passed, are they concerned with what you think of them? Because their concerns, no, they're not, because their concerns are not with the things of this world anymore. So if we have been truly died, if we've truly died and risen with Him as a new creation, a resurrected people as we ought to be, are our concerns not supposed to be with the things of His kingdom that is now instead of with the things of this world, which is what people think? of me and so if you desire to become a burning bush if you desire to start knocking deeper than ever before and longer than ever before with purpose and with boldness with the willingness to die wherever you go when you go home, in your workplace at school, wherever you are if that is you then I would like you to come forward and Chris I would really appreciate you just coming to something for us as we do that so if that is you I want you to please come forward now thank you brother I'm going to call again. Come on, guys. If you don't have to, this is only if you want to. I'm not pressuring you, but I don't want this to pass you by. If you want to be filled by the Spirit, if you want to be used by the Spirit, if if you're saying, God, I want to enter a greater place of intimacy with your Spirit, then I want you to come forward. your hand if that's you. Holy Spirit I pray that you would come Lord upon every single vessel here now that you would fill them to the brim. Oh God I pray Lord as we are a, a body in assembly that is so hungry to see you oh God I ask that you would come and use us Father I ask that you would come and fill us with your fruits of the spirit first and most of all patience, love, compassion, gentleness. Oh God, I pray, Lord, that there would be, when people see our character, that they would see you as we love our enemies and friends alike. Lord, I pray, Father, Holy Spirit, that you would come, and right now, gifts of the Spirit would be be deposited upon every raised hand now in the name of Yeshua. Father, that everyone raising a hand now in the name of Yeshua would receive a gift. And Lord, I pray in their heart of hearts that you would even speak to them now. You would speak to them about that gift, that gift that you want them to start walking in today, that you are calling them to first. I want us to be just quiet here for just a moment. And I want you to ask the Father in your heart of hearts, Father, what is that gift? I'm gonna tell you what those are, and then I want you to ask. We have the gift of prophecy. We have the gift of speaking in tongues. We have the gift of interpreting tongues. We have the gift of words of knowledge. We have the gift of discerning spirits. We have a calling to cause out demons gift of healing so please ask him now if you pray that you would open doors of opportunity even this week when we go home. Lord, that wherever we go, whatever it is, Father, that you would open up doors, and you would convict. Father, I pray that you would put that heaviness on the heart, that you would put that hunger on the heart, to open and speak when you say speak, to lay hands when you say lay, whatever it is, Father. Lord, I pray, God, even that when these enter into places where there are demons and oppressions, that the darkness will be exposed by the light and that there will be freedom wherever they go. I pray for an anointing on this assembly, Father, that the darkness will flee. That they would be so confident as sons and daughters of the King that the darkness would see them coming from a mile away. That it would not be, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? But that it would be, I know who sent you. I know who you are. Because the Holy One of Israel has sent you. like you to please go just back to your seats for a moment for me now. And don't get too comfortable because we're going to come forward again. But I just want to call anyone who's here today You're sitting there, and you believe the Lord is calling you, and you have a left leg issue. I want you to come forward. Come forward, left leg. Now, but when you go home and you get alone, come up now. Okay, I'd like to ask for those who were in front here earlier to you raise your hand. I want you to come forward now and then. If there's anyone here who has physical infirmity, any physical infirmity, any physical issue, no matter what it is—cancer, back pain, legs, arms, shoulders, whatever it is—I want you to come forward. But I want you to be here. Yeah, yeah. Like by the steps. Anyway, you can sit. You, can, you can sit down. Anyone who's got anything in physical, come sit here by the steps. Okay, so those who have, who came forward for depression, just raise your hand for me. Okay, so everyone here who who came forward earlier, who we prayed for, lay ha- find someone now with a raised hand. Lay hands on them. Over here. Over here. Over there. You, each and every you guys who have a hands laid now, I want you to pray for that person the way they can hear. And now, this is how I want you to pray. I want you to say, "Depression, I command you to leave in the name of Yeshua." Peace of God, peace of Holy Spirit, come. spirit of fear we command you to go now okay so these who are in front who's come to sit with Uh, physical issues I want you guys to come and find one and I want you to ask what's wrong you're going to lay your hand there and you're going to just command that disease, that infirmity to go okay, let's do that Got prayed for. I want you to move around, feel, look how you feel. If you feel better, raise your hand. If you feel better, raise your hand. Okay, so listen, guys, this is what I want you to do. When you pray, I want you to just be like this. Father, in the name of, for those who aren't better yet, I want you to pray like this. Father, in the name of Yeshua, I command all pain to leave now. And then you ask Him to taste it out. Okay? Short and sweet, and ask Him to taste it out. okay taste it out again feel move around and you raise your hand if you're better There are some of you who can't tell because, of course, not everything you can tell, and that's fine. So please go home, go to a doctor when you need. You have your up next appointment and do report back to the elders. They would love to hear. I would like anyone who got who got who got better or healed. I want you to just come here for me. This leg? Yeah, okay. Okay. Thank you, Laura. What happened?
1: I came up here for prayer. He said someone with a left knee pain. I have a torn meniscus, and it's gotten better over the, year, the last year or so. But just recently, it's really started to hurt again, and feels pretty good right now. It feels great.
0: Do you have any pain? Not right now. Okay. Nope. Awesome. Well, that's. <laughs> God, God, I just thank you, Lord, for blessing him, Lord, of a brand new leg, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making him new completely. Thank you, Lord, for taking this. Thank you, sir. Right. Last thing I'd like to do is, if you're here and you have just a hard heart, broken heart, um, anything that you've been going through, struggling with, and you just like prayer from fellow believers here, please come forward. I mean, you guys can just come here. If you need prayer for anything emotional, traumatic, With a word, Yeshua healed the Samaritan woman's heart. Wasn't well, it amazing at the, at, the, at the well? He just told her the truth of who He is. And she was healed. And so I believe that God can do the same. That He can heal even a broken heart. With just a word spoken, just a prayer. Just a call on His name. So, could we, guys, can we come to, to find each one of these? And let's ask them. What is it that we can pray for? And we ask Yeshua to come and just heal them in their heart of hearts. Continue to pray. I just want to say this last word as we conclude here. Remember that it is the Holy Spirit that binds us together in unity. It is in what we did here, and in, in praying for one another, and laying hands, and in caring and loving one another, that empowers us to care and love even those outside the walls of this place, as we are called to do. So, I really encourage you, as a body, to make this, however whatever form it takes. To make this commonplace. That you actually interact with the trials and tribulation of the one who is next to you. And that you allow God to use you to minister to them. That is what he desires to do. That is what's going to bind this fellowship together. That is what's going to make this fellowship stick together. And that's how the world's going to recognize you as the disciples of Yeshua. Amen. So Father, I just thank you for what you've done here. We lift up every trial. We lift up every, every issue that has come forward and every one that, that may not have been. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit to come and change hearts, change bodies, bring a revival about in this place. Teach us your truth and teach us about how to walk in your Holy Spirit. In the name of Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
2: My heart, when you fill the room, you're here and I know you are move.
1: of hurting people in here today huh and if there's a lot of hurting people in here think how many more there are out there and how are they gonna know and how are they going to feel the touch if it doesn't come through you the church The redeemed, the spirit filled, the witness. Oh, the world's so dark. Who cares? When the dark gets dark, the light gets brighter. Where sin increases, grace increases. All the more. Amen? The world is waiting. Our master commissioned us to go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and teaching them to observe all things. And how how are we gonna do that without the presence of the Ruach HaKodesh? How do we do that without him? Because I'm gonna tell you, without him, I ain't going out the door. But with him, we have a spirit of power and peace because we are filled with his presence. Abba Father, by divine appointment, you gathered us in this place on this Sabbath. By your divine choice, you, our king, chose us to be here to be reminded of how close you really, really are. Father, I pray in the powerful, the holy, the one name that is above every name, the one who ascended to the right hand of the Father and received the gift of the Holy Spirit and poured him forth into our lives in his name, Father, send us, commission us, fill us to go be the church, to be the light, to be the hope, to be the healing, to be the help. We leave here committed to be your disciples, Master because we know we do not leave alone. Lord, you began a revolution this week among your kids. Now you've brought it home to us old people too. So God, and I'm going to ask everybody to stand. Everybody in the room stand, please. As we stand, we stand to say to the Lord, there is one way. There is one name, there is one purpose, there is one calling. We are one people, and we go into this world to fulfill the calling of our King, Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. Go forth and be the body of Christ. Amen? Amen.